Hello Gems, welcome to another episode of TRs in Tech. I'm your host, Shelley Benhoff, and today I'm talking to Hital Dave, who is a Sitecore Technology MVP. We talked about how she became an MVP, the responsibility of being a role model in the tech industry, and our mutual love of singing. <laughs> Without further ado, on to the episode. Hital, thank you so much for being here. I'm so, so glad you're here. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Absolutely. Yeah, as with every show, let's just jump right in and have you tell us how you got into tech. Oh boy. So uh, my first degree was in civil engineering. Um, and after I finished my civil engineering, I got into AutoCAD uh, to do like, uh, I was lucky enough that I didn't have to do a field job being a civil engineer. And I got into AutoCAD and um, the company that I was working for, they had projects all over the country back in India. Uh, and they will bring the contour uh, fill books to me. And uh, you may laugh, but I used to use Lotus to do the data entry. That's what it and was then, called. Yeah. yeah <laughs> then uh, we would run that data by a software that my company had purchased, and it will generate uh, countering drawings uh, on the plotters. And uh, that just piqued my interest. I'm like... I was happy with what I was doing, but I'm like, how does the software know how to process? And I think it was just like normal human curiosity. And then uh, I started working for this another company where we used to do two-dimensional and three-dimensional drawings, and then we will transpose them into uh, 3D Studio Max and generate the 3D models. We, we, we even did some uh, projects for US-based companies to design the log houses. And uh, we even did some GPS projects uh, where, where we will have to kind of uh, program and focus in the right place so that the parcels are calibrated correctly. And uh, then there was an opportunity to design a software that will generate uh, 2D and 3D uh, drawings or designs that can be then printed uh, using an AutoLisp, which is a programming language for AutoCAD. And that's how I got into programming. So uh, AutoLisp is a very, at that time, was a very procedural language, not object-oriented programming. So, but, but that's how I got into programming. And that's pretty much my first nine years working in tech, like transitioning from a CAD uh, data entry operator to CAD developer, then AutoLisp developer. And um, interestingly, uh, in the meantime, I got opportunities to go to England uh, as a professional singer to do concerts. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and I started I exploring. This. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's amazing where my hobbies and my interests have taken me over the years. So we are talking about like around 2000 and I got, a, got an opportunity to go to England for concerts and shows. And that's how I discovered that I could actually get into a master's program to learn computer programming. And I applied. And based on my professional experience, uh, I was accepted. So I did my master's. Um, and my major was Java. But my first job that I got was in Microsoft. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> um, 
And uh, I think by 2006, uh, end of 2006, I moved to U.S. Uh, to uh, for, a, for a job opportunity, then moved to Vermont in 2007. And I think that's when I got into like really deep in Microsoft platform and uh, first got my exposure towards Microsoft Commerce Server and uh, since then, like rest is history. From 2007 through today, all I have done is uh, Microsoft uh, tech stack, commerce, even Sitecore started in 2007 uh, for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all the projects that I've done with Sitecore, only one or two of them were without any commerce integration. All my Sitecore projects that I've worked starting 2007 till today are some sort of commerce integration, be it Microsoft Commerce Server or e-commerce or Insight Commerce or Media Chase, Sitecore Commerce itself. Uh, so that's how I got into commerce. And irony is right before I moved to US, I was actually exploring if I wanted to do an MPhil in e-commerce back in England. So maybe I was destined to work in commerce. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we were destined to meet and be friends. I also sing. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, awesome. That you sing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is your like genre? Um, it's mainly semi-classical and uh, Bollywood singing. I love it. Any Bollywood songs. Uh, I get opportunity to do that from time to time uh, where I work now uh, uh, at Wandel. They have real this great cultural meet. Uh, ever since this pandemic started, and it's been fun. Uh, I get to showcase, everyone gets to showcase their talent. and But my singing is pretty much limited to that right now, because in Vermont, uh, where I live, uh, there is not that much Indian population, so the opportunities are not there. And yeah. plus, with my job and everything, I cannot actually travel that much. Like there will be more opportunities in New Jersey or Massachusetts or even New York because that's where Indian population is really thick. But I just don't have time with between yeah. house, job, and kids and family. So I enjoy that's singing every now and then. But professionally singing is over, sort of. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I um, a lot the same. I'm I'm also classical. I like opera. Um, and. I have this idea, okay, and I, if you want to be a part of it, I would love it. I'm going to call it object-oriented opera, where Ooh. I take classical royalty-free songs and add, like, programming, like, terms wow. and stories to it. I would love for you to be a part of it if you're interested. Sure, sure, sure. Count me <laughs> yeah. in. I, I would love um, to explore... Uh, that yeah. Because I did like a three years of voice culture course uh, back mm. in India. Uh, and uh, my teacher, uh, he was into this harmony, uh, symphony type of singing. And I was mezzo-soprano. That's and, what I am. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I am now. I think my range is kind of, because I don't practice as much. So mm. the range has gone a little lower. Maybe I'm soprano at the most now nowadays um but i still managed to sing uh some of these indian songs that i love to just uh 
seeing every now and then. I will just sit with my laptop and I there is a karaoke, Indian karaoke website that I'm a member of. And every now and then I will just open my laptop and start singing with the tracks. So I love that. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I still try to keep it alive. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. If you sang professionally, it it would be a travesty if you just never sang ever. I will tell you for every like um, speaking job I have before I warm up because I I didn't used to and it really, really helps. And I sing scales and, you know, all yeah, of that I remember stuff. all sorts of crazy, crazy things I used to do. Um, if yeah. I had a show where I where I would be singing like maybe twenty eight or thirty two songs, um, I probably wouldn't eat all day, so that I have I have yeah. more space to breathe in, and I'm a, I'm able to expand and work better with my diaphragm while I'm singing. So I pro- I probably wouldn't eat anything. A couple of hours before the show, I'll probably even stop drinking, and during the performance or during the concert um, I will be uh, probably drinking like warm water so it doesn't cool down my vocal cords like all sorts water. of things mm-hmm. I wouldn't eat fried stuff I wouldn't eat ice cream uh, yeah. but all that discipline is somewhat lost now because I <laughs> I don't have to do that as much I still try not to eat too much ice cream but Winters, yeah. I think it's weird that I like to eat ice cream in winter, not in summer as much. That's not weird. Yeah, like <laughs> ice cream all the time. <laughs> yeah, in summer maybe smoothies, but ice cream, right. I want to eat ice cream in winter. Totally. Oh my gosh. I mean, <laughs> I could talk to you about singing all day, but this is a tech yep. podcast. So yes. <laughs> let's get back to Psychor. You yeah. are a Psychor Commerce MVP, right? It is now Sitecore Technology MVP because oh, I think uh, Sitecore, one Sitecore has kind of eliminated the commerce um, That's category. Right. Mm. So when the commerce category category was in picture, at that time I was Sitecore Commerce MVP. But I think I think it's been a couple of years then since Sitecore has eliminated the commerce category and it's like Sitecore Technology MVP because I think it's also because the way the platform itself has expanded. You know, if you started giving out technology-specific MVPs, it's going to be very difficult uh, uh, because with the DXP uh, and the composable, like the composable architecture coming in, I think uh, you just don't need to know the CMS part of it, but you also need to know all all these other floating components that you bring together. So a technology MVP would be more apt title and I think that's where that's what Sitecore has chosen to do which is I'm totally sold on you know because the way I remember back in 2007 2008 I think up to, up until 2010 you could say that you were a Sitecore expert now if anybody says they are Sitecore expert no I'm not I teach it yeah, and I tell people all the time you cannot know everything about Sitecore because absolutely when Sitecore, when I started working with Sitecore back in 2007 with version 5.3, it was just a CMS platform, which had a little bit of OMS uh, functionalities. So it was kind of uh, focused on how to make it easy for content authors and content managers to uh, manage their website content, right? Uh, ASP.NET MVC was picking up. So 
it was around that time. And then uh, cut to 2022, we are talking about composable architecture and Sitecore with Sitecore's acquisitions over the last couple of years, at least. Um, Sitecore is not just a CMS anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it's commerce, it's digital marketing, it's engagement, it's AI. So it's a lot. And you can know a little of every component so that you know better how to integrate them. But it would be, I would, I will never say it's impossible, but it would be a little too ambitious to try to be master of all. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Agreed a hundred percent. Can you tell us like your um, path to the MVP award because it is not easy. <laughs> no, it's not easy. Um, but it's not very difficult to. Um, I think it's more about caring and sharing mm-hmm. um, your experiences. Um, <clears throat> I was very uh, lazy, I will admit, uh, because when I got my first MVP five years ago, um, you had to be present in community and with our work hours, it's just hard. Oh yeah. Um, And uh, uh, you just don't have enough time and a lot was going on, but the only thing that brought me or pushed me to try and get an MVP was when Sitecore started having this MVP summit. And I'm like, what are they given <laughs> that I am not given when I just attend like a symposium? I, I never got to go to the MVP summit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to have that door open for me. Mm-hmm. That means I had to work for it. So I tried to, I tried to figure out what exactly I needed to do. And um, some of the uh, people from Sitecore really helped me, Thomas, uh, Jason, uh, Kevin, I think there was one gentleman named Kevin. I don't think he's uh, he's with Sitecore anymore, but and Alex Shaiba. Like these are the few people that I can name on top of my head, but they have provided uh, with guidance. Like what I need to do. Even when I, w- I was applying for MVP, I'm like, can you please help me if I'm putting everything down and uh, they will help me. They will guide me. Plus my mentors uh, at the companies that I was working uh, uh, to name a few, like the, some of these people that I look up to uh, would be like Bill Cronin, who I still work with, uh, Shannon Place, uh, Victor Lalogia, uh, Al Hickman, Bill Hickson, like all these people, I'm just throwing out the names, but all these people I look up to, you know, uh, they inspire you. Uh, and when it comes to commerce, uh, Zohart, who was a Microsoft Commerce Server MVP. She was amazing. Uh, and she, I used to work with her at my previous company. Uh, so you you pick a little from everybody uh, who is way, way, way better than you. And you learn from that uh, experience. And then uh, while working with them, I started, ex- I started getting exposed to clients and be more communicative. And uh, I was struggling, like, how do I put my knowledge on a blog post? And that's when it occurred to me that, oh, I could, um, I do a lot of documentation for all these clients that I work for, how to do certain things. Why don't I do the same with blog posts? So 
you would like uh, if anybody would go to my blog uh, Harold Away's blog posts they would see that a lot of blog posts are how to install stuff and if while installing if you are getting into some trouble how to fix uh, those issues and that kind of because initially when Sitecore came out um, those those are the basic stuff that people were struggling with or they were trying to figure out what the best way to do that so whatever i was going through i started documenting uh, all of that and, and and i learned actually documenting every little small action that you take while you are troubleshooting an issue uh, was zohart i will credit her because she had that same habit like she would note down everything and i i, I saw her do that and how helpful it was for others so i started doing the same thing documenting and that basically became my blog post then every now and then there will be some issue in production which would turn out to be a site core issue maybe i'll even open a support ticket when it's solved i would kind of generalize that issue and put a blog post out that oh if you ever run into this problem maybe check my blog post out and i think that's how i got into it and by the end of the year i had enough content uh, that I could say that I have contributed to the community. And that's how I got my first MVP. So, yes, I did the hard work, but I think I was surrounded by excellence uh, that helped me yeah. to achieve my goal. Absolutely. That is fantastic that you saw the MVP Summit and, and was like, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm, like, I'm going They got something that I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I want it. <laughs> Early access to everything and a free exactly, cycle license. Exactly, like all those like, goodies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's so funny. You know, I've never told, well, okay, first of all, I have never been to an MVP summit because there hasn't been one since I've been an MVP because of yeah. COVID times. Um, yep. But at the last uh, symposium in 2019, I was standing behind you on the escalator and I was no way I was too intimidated to talk to you. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> I, had I just, don't think I'm intimidating at all. <laughs> you're not. No, it's, it's just, you know, being surrounded by all of these amazing women in the MVP program is fantastic. And all of yeah. you really inspired me as well. Yep. So thank you. <laughs> You are most welcome. Thank yeah. you. So speaking of, you know, your status as a role model, you are to me, what does that mean to you? Responsibility. Um, it's a responsibility because when somebody looks up to you, uh, you feel responsible towards that person, but at the same time, it becomes even more important for you to be you. Just because somebody has noticed you or somebody thinks very high of you, you don't need to change your course. That means you are doing something right that people actually look, to, look up to you. And it's an honor, but at the same time, it's a responsibility. Yeah. That means that there is someone out there who look up to you and whatever content you put out there or the way you carry yourself, somebody is trying, uh, somebody is looking at all that and being inspired for better or for worse, you know? Yeah. So it's a huge responsibility. But at the same time, it's a responsibility that I... I happily and honorously carry. 
Oh, I uh, love that. Because, because it's, it's great uh, to be an, it feels great to be an inspiration that um, whatever uh, the world, the kind of world we live in, whatever little I can do for someone uh, so that I can, not only me who gets better, but if I can lift someone else also while I am climbing the ladder of success, what better purpose you can have than that? Exactly. It's, it's all about supporting other people as well. There are too many people who have status and use that to like look down on other people, but it's more, you're pulling other people up. Yeah. And again, I, um, the personality or the person that I have become, of course, my family, my upbringing, but also as I, as I, mentioned before and I will be mentioning that a lot uh, being surrounded by people who don't look down to you Mm -hmm. just because they are way way better than you you know what I mean so that gives you the responsibility to pay forward because um, I I think of all those names that I mentioned to you as my teachers Mm -hmm. and in my culture uh, uh, teachers are given a very very high place even higher than God at some times so uh, I really, you can really never pay them back because they are here and they brought you up there. So all you can do is do the same thing for somebody else. Exactly. That's the only way you can pay forward. You know, there yeah. is no way you can, I can pay them back. But all these people that I've learned from the names that I mentioned uh, in the uh, earlier in this call, uh, I'm just trying to pay back to pay back them by helping others who are in my position where I was a few years ago. Exactly. That is the exact same thing I tell everyone who I mentor. I'm like, number one, I will learn from you because I I learn from anyone. Um, And two, pay it forward when you're in this position in the future, yeah. like do this for someone else. It, it doesn't have to be multiple people like I do, but at least one. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And there is a very thin line between uh, you being proud of your accomplishments and you being so proud that you look down to other. Yeah. You know, so yes, I am proud of what I've accomplished for myself, but I don't need to, um, rub it on everyone that I come across, you know, uh, the more successful or the more knowledgeable I get, the more humble I should get yeah. so that people, uh, see me as approachable. They can come to me and ask me any questions. And that's what I tell even, uh, to my team members, whoever I work with that never shy away. Uh, no question is a silly question. I'm never going to laugh at you. Like what kind of question is that? No. Maybe that's that's one aspect you haven't explored because nobody knows everything, you know, and anybody who claims they know everything, they don't know anything. You really <laughs> That's can. what my perception is. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I've learned uh, from uh, uh, some of my mentors is it's not important to know everything, but it's very important to know where you go look for that thing. Yeah. As long as you know that, 
you are good and uh, i was i was spoiled uh, because all these uh, teachers and friends that i have made over the years they spoiled me like i was treated with utmost respect and friendship but at the good. same times uh, professionally they made me work for my answers like i would not just go to anybody and ask them that oh i cannot find it and the first question i would get uh, i'll give you an example bill cronin uh when i go to him for any with any questions he will ask me four five seven seven questions like did i look, did i do this did i do that did i look it up did i read it if any of those answer like no i didn't do it he was like why don't you do that and let me know so they make you um learn how to find an answer and if you still can't find an answer then you of course go to them and they will help you and that's exactly what i do with people who come to me with questions because i know that's the best way to teach someone and i'm not being yep. uh, impolite or anything i just say did you try that and they say no i'm like okay why don't you try that i think that should work and then the, if they come back and say that that worked or it didn't work then we can talk about the next steps but all these things that I've, i have observed and learned over the years i think has just helped me absolutely you're very very wise we were talking earlier about asking questions on the asp.net forums in the old days because we didn't have stack overflow <laughs> no we did not oh gosh what a hard time that was but yeah um yeah it was but the like... one thing that i miss um i don't know maybe it was of one of a way that microsoft kind of spoiled us all even now when you go to the asp.net core or if you go to any of these microsoft documentations the one thing i love about um the documentation is the way they have like all the classes and methods and properties listed out so you know exactly what class would do what and they even had it for microsoft commerce server so uh you would know like when you go, like before stack overflow uh i hardly googled anything i would just go to microsoft.com and search within the website we had to <laughs> exactly and then came asp.net forum and then i think then there was like a blast of uh, all sorts of forums and then after slack everything was like out and open like yeah. it was very easy uh, to get an answer because there was a lot of content out there and i think over the years as sitecore also grew the community grew uh, and now you you even like google and um, like you don't even have to google the full question if, even in google the auto suggestions come up uh when you search something for sitecore so yeah that's yeah. that's been quite an evolution but i do remember my microsoft commerce server installing microsoft commerce server days or setting up an mvc solution day oh gosh i would <laughs> i remember like i would click install and then i'd be like please work please work please work <laughs> and if it doesn't work and i'm like oh crap and many a times uh the answer was start over <laughs> That's almost always yeah. <laughs> that is what I always do if I'm at the start of a project and it hasn't taken me that long but the install isn't whatever wipe everything yeah. start over it usually works because that'll take you a lot less time than yeah. trying to figure out what went wrong like Oh yes absolutely <laughs> absolutely Yeah goodness 
Um, so yeah, next I have a segment that I like to call Precious Gems. This is where I take um, questions and comments from uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, uh, YouTube now, and okay. yeah, have a quote featured on the show. So let me screen share here. The one I have this time is from the episode with Ishrak, also a um, Psychor MVP. And she said, people think that women cannot be able to give everything. And they think that, that you've achieved success because you're a woman. And then we had a whole conversation about, no, we, it's in spite of it. But um, we imagine uh, responded that women are able to achieve so much and thanks for inspiring and keep posting. So mm-hmm. thank you very much for that, um, quote, but yeah, like I, I have found that I definitely have achieved success in spite of the fact that I'm a woman. <laughs> See, when I work, um, I don't even like it's it's not even occurred to me um that I'm a woman like that I I I need to define that in spite of being a woman I am successful mm-hmm. like um uh, saying that I am a successful woman I'm a successful professional why do you need to put label whether I'm a woman or yeah. man that's secondary yeah. I am me you know uh and what my personality personality is, how I come across, how do I deal with people, how do I respect others and demand the same respect uh, because the, the respect that I deserve, uh, that should define me, not my gender. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And uh, um, I think we need to do, we need to do that more. As my dad always said to me uh, that first you deserve then you desire. Work hard at what you want to achieve in your life. And then you can say that, okay, now my turn. Now I have worked enough. I, I, I have proved that I am a deserving person. Now it's okay for me to desire a promotion or some respect in community, even a higher paycheck. I am in position now... Uh, what I want to do in my life. But until I have achieved that level of success, I should shut up. You know, that's what I feel. Um, Sometimes we have heated conversation even at home uh, with my son because he finds me very different from all these women that he work with or he knows. And he was like, you are different, mom. You, I'm like, I just don't like to say that do this for me, whether it's a workplace or a train or an aeroplane that do certain things for me because I'm a woman. No, you would let me go first because I paid more. I paid for the priority class. So I get to sit before everybody else. It doesn't matter whether I'm a woman uh, or I'm a man or I'm a white or I'm brown. It doesn't matter. I am a deserving person. I have proved that. So everything else is immaterial. I worked hard. And I think, again, as I as I mentioned, the people that I was surrounded by, um, I have always been in a very healthy professional environment. And I really, really uh, am grateful to God and to the universe for that matter that 
uh, I was always surrounded by the right people. I never felt that I was discriminated because I was a woman. I don't think I was ever favored because I was a woman. Oh, God. I was treated equally as a professional by all my peers. The level of respect, uh, there is no misogyny or nothing, nothing of that sort. Like, wherever I have worked, uh, I have always made friends. Whether they were women, men, it doesn't make any difference because there was always uh, uh, sort of this equal level of professionalism and respect, regardless of what, what your gender was, you know? So... I just feel that you are a successful professional. That's it. You don't need to say, I'm a successful professional woman. Do you ever see any man saying that, that I'm a, yeah. profe- I'm a successful professional man? No. So I think that's what, and that only can happen when women start respecting themselves enough. You don't need to play your woman card. You are way more than that. As a person, yes, you know it. Um, there was a quote from an earlier episode. I don't remember who, but you are a person in tech. You are not yep. a woman in tech because yeah. we're people. Like you yeah. said, we're deserving people. Period. Yeah, I am a very proud professional who has acquired knowledge and experience that I feel like I can share with others so that others can benefit from that and have the same kind of life that I'm able to provide for my family. Isn't that what we all live for? For your family. Uh, Your success translates to your paycheck ultimately and you are able to provide the best for your family. You know, that's what it all comes down to for me, at least Mm -hmm. I can speak for myself. Uh, And of course, I'm ambitious, but uh, my ambitions are healthy. Just because I want to do better, I'm not going to portray somebody else bad. Mm -hmm. You know, as they say that if you want to make that your line is longer than the other person, you need to stretch your line out, not cut others uh, too short. Exactly. That's you know, so, so wise. work hard and you will succeed. Mm-hmm. Again, it, it, can, it can happen that maybe not everybody is as lucky as I was uh, to be in a very um, healthy professional environment in all the companies that I have worked with, worked at so far. Uh, so what? Change. If, if an environment doesn't suit you, nobody's stopping you. Change and find something that works for you. Um, In this changing world, uh, you have to choose your battles very wisely, you know, uh, because your own uh, mental peace is also very important. One fine morning, if I wake up and I'm cranky, my entire family suffers. Because that's where I would say that uh, um, men of the house, whatever, uh, but the women, uh, like, as my mom always says, that a home always belongs to the woman. Like woman is the one who makes a home. Uh, it's a very cheesy uh, line for my mom to say, but I agree because if if the woman of the house is cranky, and I have, I have experienced that, like if something goes bad or wrong at work and if I'm upset about something and 
I'm just not smiling or I'm not myself. My son gets like, oh, mom's mad. My mom will be like, oh, what's what's going on? Everybody starts getting like low. Mm-hmm. But if I'm happy, I'm able to lift everybody else with me. So we do play a role of anchor in our house to bring the happiness or to bring everyone down. You have to decide what works best for you, you know, uh, and understanding and respecting what you control try to change only that don't try to change everything around you if changing yourself is easier uh, for better or for worse choose that i cannot mm. control how people around me behave but i can control how i behave yes so if i if i'm if i find myself in an in, in an environment where i where i don't think i can function move on why would you yes. spend your time and energy to change seven people around you? Just find <laughs> Just the people that you can work with, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you had a um, post or, or something that talked about uh, failure and how people are so afraid to fail. Why should mm. people not be afraid to fail? You should fail. Because until you failed, you will not know what success feels like. If everything was handed to you um, and you didn't actually have to work so hard for it, um, you will never value your success. Uh, you will start taking yourself for granted. Ah, oh, It's just going to work. And one fine day um, or one bad day when things don't go your way, you will not be able to handle that. I think failures are very, very important for your growth, um, professional and personal. Uh, I'm not saying that you should always try and fail, but <laughs> all I'm saying is don't be afraid. Uh, and it starts in our lives from a very young age, from the day we start learn uh, how to crawl, how to walk. If you are afraid to fail, you will never crawl. You will never get up and walk. So you are already doing that. You are already trying and you are already not being afraid of trying when you were probably a year old or a year and a half old that, oh, I want to walk. If you were afraid of failure, then you will never learn how to walk. And it's a very metaphorical uh, concept. It, it applies to every stages of life. If you don't get up and try to walk, you will not know how walking feels like. How tall does it feel like? And when you are actually able to stand tall, there is so much more than you can see around you. Absolutely. Versus when you are just lying down on floor, all you are seeing is the legs of the beds and sofas. But when you get up, oh, there is a mirror in the house. Oh, there is the, there is a television in the house. Oh, there is this sofa that I can actually climb on it. It's not just some legs, you know. So, and that trans, transpires, uh, transfers to everything in our life. You should never be afraid of climbing or trying because uh, they, they work in a cycle. The more you try, maybe you will fail, but ultimately you will be able to climb. Try again. Every single step matters. Uh, I think to me, what's more important is the journey than the destination. Uh, whether you reach the destination or not is not very important. But I think what's more important is how you how you 
behaved or how was your journey? Were you uh, crying and whining or were you taking every challenge that came your way with, okay, we'll figure it out and move on. Maybe you will fail. Maybe you will succeed. Nobody knows that. I I believe uh, strongly in the principle of karma. Uh, or as they say, what goes around comes around. So, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm a faithful person. Uh, I'm a believer. So I always uh, feel and I always tell the same to my son as well, that you do your work. You, you show your part of faith. God has to respond to it. So if you have done your work, if you put 100%, you know in your heart that I have done everything that I could, then it doesn't matter whether you fail or you succeed. My son would always tell me, mom, can you please pray that I will get good marks in the exam? And I like, I will pray that you get what you deserve. And nothing less than that. If you worked hard, what is your conscious? What does your conscious tell you? Have you worked hard enough? Have you given your 100%? And he would say, yes. I'm like, then you don't even have to ask me to pray. I love that. Yeah. Do what you are supposed to do. Then leave everything. Outcome is not what you control. Exactly. But your reaction you control the to it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and all of that. And I always say, the real failure is never trying in the first place. Like, yeah, I, I know so many people who talk themselves out of trying something and I can yep. see what they're doing. And I'm just like, just go for it. Life is short, you know? Yeah. Just and, <laughs> do your uh, best. This is something, this is something one of my mentor, Bill Cronin, has always said to me. Uh, even in some of these one-on-one -on -one reviews that I've had over the years with him, uh, I go way back with him and he would be like, you are afraid to fail. Don't be afraid um, of failing. He was like, the moment you get over that, then you will be unstoppable. And I think that's true for all of us. That once you get over that, that fear, the wall of fear, then you are not afraid. And when you are, once you are not afraid, you will keep on trying. And until you keep on trying, until you stopped trying, you are not a failure. You never are a failure because as they say, you died trying. <laughs> That's right. Oh my God. <laughs> yep. That is so funny. Um, yeah. So what advice would you have for anyone who is interested in tech? Um, find the right people um, who can help you uh, to where to start. And I'm, I'm putting myself out there. Feel free to reach out to me if anybody needs any guidance. I'm always open. Uh, whether it's a school-level guidance or college-level guidance or a professional guidance, I always like to help people. And the one thing that I believe that especially all these families out there in the world, I always try to say that, please, please educate your girls. Because an educated woman will take care like when a woman of the house is educated she will make sure that the kids are educated because she knows the value of education it doesn't matter whether whether she's a professional or a working woman or not at least she knows the value of education so i would say go out and try uh, or stay virtual and try <laughs> in today's time um, 
don't be afraid of reaching out for help or asking for help of any kind. Uh, at least you have the courage to ask for help. And mm-hmm. even in your professional environment or your in your school or in your college, never shy away from asking a question. Raise your hand and ask your question, whether you are a boy or a girl, doesn't matter. Don't shy away from asking questions. Even if somebody says it's a silly question, it's a silly question, it's their problem. For you, that, that question is important. You need that question answered. So don't be afraid. I know many people uh, lack the I wouldn't say confidence, but the comfort. Be, most people are not even comfortable to raise their hand. And that kind of pushes them behind or back, holds them back. So always raise your hand and ask your question. You don't have to be aggressive or impolite. You can always be strong yet polite. So say what you have to say when you are asked for an opinion. Don't shy away from uh, sharing your opinions. Uh, but just be careful that your opinions don't sound like a judgment. There is a very thin line. You can share your opinion while being respectful to others. Uh, that uh, start some of this sentence like, in my opinion, or this is what I think. So everybody knows that you are speaking for yourself and you are not making a general statement. Some some professional courtesy, you know, be respectful uh, to like if you are in a leader leader's position, be respectful to the people who are still trying to climb that ladder that you have already climbed or you are already up there. Uh, don't look down to them. So and uh, work with each other rather than thinking that oh XYZ works for me. No, they work with you. Uh, even if you are at the highest position, be humble. Uh, because, um, as I say, you are nothing, especially when you are at a very high position in your company, you are nothing without the boots on the ground. Because the boots on the ground are the ones that make you great. Mm-hmm. You are at a very high level, but those are the people uh, who are carrying out day-to-day tasks and putting the hours and effort and trying to explore things and all the while they are merely looking to you for guidance so uh, don't give them crap be respectful uh, when somebody asks question and anyone who wants to go into tech uh, I would say one thing start looking around yourself and don't be just a consumer even if you are watching a TV playing a video game using an app be curious because curiosity will take you places. Uh, be curious about anything and everything and ask questions. Any Anyone you see around um, you that you think can have answer, approach them and ask. When you approach somebody politely, people are not going to be offended. Uh, they would. People ultimately like to help out each other. And again, I'm not saying everybody is. There are some one or two percent bad apples out there, but that doesn't become like a generalized uh, theme for everyone who is a successful person in tech. So uh, luckily in the Sitecore community, uh, there is this strong feeling of community uh, that people are actually eager to help out if you are starting out in uh, tech stacks. So reach out to uh, all those MVPs and even your peers. You don't have to reach out to an MVP only. Uh, if you feel like, no, no, no. Um, like Shelly Benoff felt that, oh, when she saw me in elevator, oh my God, how do I talk to her? <laughs> don't feel that way. 
<laughs> I know, right? It's, it's so people, weird. Uh, if you are polite and if you want to ask a question, ask a question. Uh, mm-hmm. But also respect uh, everyone's uh, personal and professional space. So yeah. finding the right balance and yeah. be brave and Absolutely. be curious. The only stupid question is the one you don't ask. Is exactly. What, yeah. Like exactly. that is so important to understand. I could talk to you all day about all of this. <laughs> Same here. But I am respectful of my guest's time. So we Thank are you. at the end of the episode. But before I let you go, can you tell us where people can connect uh, with you? Um, they can message me on uh, Twitter, on LinkedIn. Uh, they can even uh, reach out to me on Slack. Um, I, I have a Slack uh, presence in Psycho community. They can post questions to me on Stack Exchange. I am there as well. Um, so yeah, feel free to reach out to me with any questions. And I'll be more than happy uh, to help out anyone who has any questions of any level. I'll awesome. try my best. I will have links to all of that in the description. Again, thank you so much for joining me today. This was an absolute joy. Same here, Shelly. <laughs> it was nice knowing you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. If you, It's great when you can put a face to a name. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like we've been in this community together for years, you know, yeah, and exactly. like, interacted on Twitter and stuff like that, but hadn't actually spoken. Yep. So that's why I love doing the show. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it's hard to meet in person and it's a good thing, but it's a, it's a, it's a bad thing too. But I think, um, because of this pandemic, uh, we are able to see past the, uh, physical distance that we have, uh, between the two, two of us. We are able to connect online uh, virtually, but we are still able to talk uh, as if we were sitting in person exactly. and having a chat. So uh, I thank I thank technology for that. <laughs> Same. Yes. Thank you so much again. You. Um, if you want to support us, please like, subscribe, and share this episode with your fellow gems. Let me know in the comments what other topics you would like me to cover and follow TRs and Tech on social media and use the hashtag MakeYourselfShine. Thanks for watching or listening and have a great day.